I, 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 I said I didn't hear what you said because I was doing a lot. Can you hear me? I see that Stephen is connected. Can you hear me? And hello, everyone, and happy Friday, and welcome to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host. Stephen, the author. And Stephen. How's that? No, no. Stephen, the Amazon best-selling author Thank is you. in the house. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's quite the distinction, you know, Stephen. And uh, so I'm super excited because today Stephen is not only the co-host, but he's also my amazing guest. And he is the guest because today we are going to be talking about his best-selling book, The Suicide Gift. And your book went on the market on December 8th, I believe. Yes. And within days, it became best-selling both the hard copy and the electronic version as well. And that's, honestly, Stephen, that's quite an, accompl an accomplishment. Yes, it, it, it was... It is, it, you know, I'm sure for any other authors that put books out, it is sort of a feeling that's hard to explain, Elix, but just, you know, just speaking to just incredible uh, authors that have already published books and have agents and have are, are certainly way ahead of me, sort of the, I don't know, the, the, the theme was if you can get in the top 100, with your ebook or print book, that is pretty fantastic. And the fact that I was at, at the high point, I think 16 on the ebook and 26, I think, in the print book was just amazing. Because I really, honestly, I, I was hoping this was going to happen, but I really, I wasn't really necessarily attached to it. But then it, when it actually happened and I got to see it, I was so, so excited. And actually, it took me a couple of days because this is so brand new to me that I didn't even realize that when the book came out on the 8th, I should have been checking Amazon to see where it ranked. So it could have potentially even been higher because it took me four days to figure this out. Like, oh, yeah, I can check where I'm ranking. And when I checked is where I was like, you know, those numbers I had just mentioned. What? It took you time to figure something out? That's shocking. It isn't it, isn't it? Yeah, we just did a live and it took us like, we only had 10 minutes and it took us about nine minutes to figure out <laughs> the volume on the live. So yeah, shocking. That's hey, listen, that was brand new. That was that's a brand new Instagram mm -hmm. kind of deal. So Sure, sure, yes, sure. But yes. before we get into the into the conversation about the book and the book is super, you know, it's, it's an amazing book. I had the privilege to read it several times through the editing process. So I know for a fact that it's an amazing book. Uh, but before we get into that, Stephen, let's talk a little bit about what else is going on. What else is going on with you? Yeah, well, besides the holiday is just a couple of days away. That's a, yes. that's a great thing. But you want to know what's going on with me, which is really exciting. I just got a text right before we came on live on, the, on, on this show uh, from Matthew, the producer and director of Doc Echo's Paranormal um, series. Are we live? That's, yeah. What was that? Are we live finally? Um, well, close. He okay. just texted me and just said that he got an email from Amazon Prime. That's where the series is on. And the first episode's already on Amazon Prime that um, at any moment, 
my episode, which I'm number two, is going to be streaming. So I'm telling you, I, I think every day, I mean, I know Matthew will tell me, but every day, because I'm just so excited about it, I go on Amazon Prime and just see, is it on? Is it on? Is it on? So it's, so it's, it's any minute, any moment, any day, it should be coming on. That is so exciting. And you are going to be featured not just on episode two, but another episode, right? Do we know which one? I, I think it's episode four. I think there's, you know, I'm not really sure. So I, I don't want to say this because I may be incorrect, but there's, I think there's either 10 or less than 10 episodes for the first season. And, okay. and, and really, if, if you don't know what the show's about, and it's called Doc Echoes Paranormal uh, TV series or series, and what it really is about is that Matthew, this just, just amazing guy and producer and director, he had the idea of creating the show that he would select locations like venues that have had a past of paranormal activity, and they do their own investigation with all their, like, updated, like, um, I don't know, like, apparatuses they've got, machines, like, they, they, I mean, I don't know, I know nothing about it. They're, I mean, Matthew and his crew are so well-versed in this, and what they're really doing is detecting um, ghosts in these locations. But the beginning part of it is that they have a medium who is blindfolded, who has no idea where he or she is coming, and then the blindfold is not taken off until you're actually standing in the venue. And then, you know, just from my experience, uh, Matthew just had communication with Elix completely not with me. And I got in the car, Elix drove, I had no idea where I was going in about 10 minutes prior to us getting to the venue, I had to be blindfolded. And it was kind of wild because we pulled up to the venue and, you know, Matthew told me, don't be, don't be afraid that someone will be opening your car door and, 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 you know, assisting you out with the blindfold on and bringing me in. And when the blindfolds finally came off, I mean, I'm listening and every second I'm like, Elix, Elix, because <laughs> I, wanted to make sure Elix was still still with me because I mean this was the first time I've never done anything like this and it was it was nerve I was nervous and but then I could hear okay 30 second quiet and everybody has to be quiet for the filming to start it was pretty amazing and then action and then someone pulls off the blindfolds and I have no idea where I am and honestly it's just looking at me like the these cameras are on me and go ahead and I have to just start, you know, doing my thing and asking whoever's in spirit to to to, to kind of guide me and bring me to where they want me to bring, bring where they want me to bring me to. And it was the experience was amazing. And, and that is really the essence of the show. I mean, that's why, you know, when Matthew orchestrated that whole thing, that that's just exactly what he wants to portray you know a medium that has no idea where he's at and you really truly got guided by spirit to take you wherever and then the the amazing part is that at the end he gets to validate all these amazing things that you you said that you had no idea you know yeah. because you didn't even know where you were to begin with i mean that you didn't even learn where you were until you know after the shooting uh, when you're sitting down with matthew so I think that's, uh, I mean, it's fascinating. We watched the first episode and it was fascinating, but I can honestly, I mean, I may be a little biased, but I think your episode <laughs> is just off the hook amazing. 
Just well, you know, the, you know what, what really threw me too is that in my head, because I I knew the like I, I knew the the sort of like the I don't know the the basis of the show, but I just automatically assumed that all these venues would be like abandoned venues or just venues that no one's there. And to my surprise, when the blindfolds came off and I'm like sort of looking around and, and, and sort of figuring out like connecting to spirit and, and, and ghost and whatever else, I see this woman walk by and clearly you could tell she worked there. And I'm like, oh my God, that was even more pressure because th- this place is open. Like there's, there's people yeah. and there's customers yeah. and there's clients walking around. So it, it was... It was it was just pretty what what a great experience and what a great I don't know process and 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 even idea Matthew had to do this. That's it, it's amazing. So highly recommend if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. If you don't, look it up get anyways. It. Get, get it. it. Get it. Uh, get it. So get it. You, you don't want to miss see. it. You don't no, want to miss my episode. You do not. Um, and Stephen, um, what else is going on? I know Christmas is around the corner. Um, so of course, um, we're dealing with that. We just had, I just had, um, two back-to-back trips. We went to New York city, then, uh, came back really literally one day, um, unpacked and packed and went to Florida for a business trip and you came along. So it's been very busy, um, for both of us. Uh, but what, anything going on as it relates to Christmas? Did you buy me a present yet? Well, getting back to those trips, it really wasn't an I. Maybe maybe the reason why was an I, but it was it was really we, right? I mean, I was next to you in all of these. <laughs> uh, what did did I say I? Yeah, I think yeah, you did. I, I did. Well, of course, I, I did, bought I, you. I, I, Just, I also said that you came along to the business sure. trip. New York was a fun trip. I mean, yes. we got to see our family. I got to see my sister. You got to see your nephew, brother and nephew. Right, family. And his yes. wife. So family in, in Florida. We got to stay um, with Bill and Missy Whalen, and that was awesome. That was they're, amazing. They are amazing hosts, amazing people. And you also saw family in Florida. So did I yeah. with, with Holly and Morgan and you with uh, Marty and family. So it was, it was and, great. And, and we got to meet Blueberry Pie. How oh about God. that? And this... Blueberry Pie stole the show for all of us. Yeah, so, so M- Missy and Bill have a brand new pup, Pie. a rescue. So <laughs> yes. let me just make sure it's a rescue. Yes. And her name is Blueberry Pie. You, and you'd understand it as soon as you see her. Yes. I, I'm not really sure I've ever seen a dog with the, these penetrating, like, ice sky blue eyes. It, it, yeah. It's crazy. Like Blueberry. I yeah. mean, seriously, like, that, that name is perfect for her. Yeah, um, and, and she's adorable. She is adorable, and I, I'm shocked that Stephen didn't take her away and brought her home with us. I wanted um, to. I, I uh, definitely wanted to, but I think Missy would have, you know, the state police in Florida come get us before we hit the airport. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are, oh, my God, so it's December 22nd, three days before Christmas, um, and, you know, I've, I've said this to you guys before, of course, this is the first year without mom for Christmas, so it just still feels surreal. I am just barely, you know, holding on for dear life um, to get past the holidays. Uh, I think we've, you know, my strategy, which I think has been a positive one, is to embrace the holidays. So Stephen and I have embraced the holidays fully, and we have spent some really, really good quality time with very close people 
that have made an enormous difference, um, you know, for both of us and for me in particular, because again, this is my first year without my mom. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not certainly not looking to have a Christmas without her um, because it just doesn't feel real. But here we are. And um, nevertheless, we're going to have, we are still going to um, celebrate and embrace the holiday season. And I'm and thank, that, super that, thankful I have you, of course, because without you, I don't even know how I would be coping. So, well, and you and you know that's what she wants is is to to you to celebrate. I know, I know, but it's still it's still of course. I, can't, I just I just can't wrap my head around the fact that last year she was with us, and there was no indication that she was going to die so quickly after you know the the beginning of the year. So. It's still surreal. It's just like I can't, I can't even believe this is my first Christmas without my mom. Yeah. So anyways, um, I think it's time that we need to take a commercial break. So, um, and, and by the way, I forgot, today we have our, our GM, uh, Jim Jones, doing production because Mark, our producer, is homesick. He's actually, um, you know, uh, hurt his knee and has been battling... Um, you know, some pain and discomfort. So he stayed home. He's healing. So keep praying. Keep sending positive and good prayers uh, for a quick recovery for um, for Mark. But we have the amazing Jim, and he, as always, does an amazing job producing the show for us. So thank you, Jim, for stepping in and allowing us to have today's show so we can talk about the suicide gift. So let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we are going to talk about... The Suicide Gift, the book that Stephen wrote about his experience um, with his father committing suicide at the age of eight. So let's take a small commercial break and we'll be right back. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, with me, my amazing co-host, Stephen the Medium. And Stephen the Medium is not just the co-host today, he's also the guest, because he is now known as Stephen Frederick Masick, attorney, medium, and best-selling author, because his book uh, claimed Amazon best-selling status, both on the written, the hard copy, and the electronic version, uh, after it was released on December 8th. So that's quite the accomplishment. And the book that we're talking about, it's called The Suicide Gift. And, you know, let me let me begin by saying, Stephen, that each year in the U.S. alone, between 7,000 to 30,000 children experience their parents, a loss of the parent by suicide. And that's a really large number of children that really suffer with the stigma, the feelings of guilt, and intense grief um, that, 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 that brings to them. And I believe, though, that while you speak from that perspective, I believe your book is a book that can be of, of support and healing for anyone who has uh, experienced, you know, whether it's a friend, a child, a parent, uh, a colleague, uh, anyone, um, I think your book, your book can bring a lot of healing and white light to that, in, to any individual. So that's it, Stephen. I'm super proud of you. And um, I, can, I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am that we have an opportunity for you to share with our listeners about your book 
and uh, what inspired you to write the book. But I do have my first question, is, which is the obvious. Why that title? Why the suicide gift, Stephen? You know, it's, a, it's a great question, Elix. And I think for myself, uh, writing this book, one of the most, in, 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 I think one of the most important pieces is the title. And, it, and, and it's, again, it's, it's not coming from a place of, you know, I want the title to stand out so it can, can you know, be, have more purchases or sold more. I mean, that's wonderful, but it really was how, how, like, how do I come up with a title that is going to connect the theme of the book, like the contents of the book? And so, surprisingly, it, 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 it probably took just um, in the same day, I just started, like, you know, writing down some things that some words that maybe stood out and, you know, that, that sort of were really connected to the, to, again, to the contents of the book. And I knew that I wanted suicide in there because obviously that's a, a huge part of the book, right? That's what started and why I wrote this book. But I just didn't, you know, I think from the work I do as a medium and even for, for all the years as an attorney, I just always love, and you and I do this, come from, I love coming from a place of being positive. And mm-hmm. I thought, yes, I completely understand that putting the word suicide there is is hopefully people that have been, been affected by suicide are going to look at it or maybe, maybe it will, it will you know, hit their attention or uh, they'll take a look and look and see what it's about. But I also wanted to have a positive connected to the word suicide because in my personal experience, I think if this was 10 years ago, it probably or may possibly have been written, the title would have been The Suicide and that's it. And, and, And 10 years is not that long ago, but every second, every moment, I am learning. I'm dealing with this from eight years old, and it, and it's a constant that's been with me forever. And you know, and and I'm hoping that I have been able to handle it much better and and figure maybe it, it out a little bit more. So as a nod to me, and as a nod to my dad, I wanted to have that second word in there that was positive to say that yes. Um, it was hell going through this for many, many years, but at the but at the sort of end of the rainbow, and that's really what this 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 whole book is about. I started one side of of the rainbow and end up on the other side. Mm-hmm. At the end of the rainbow, I realize the 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 positivity of what happened with me, and I know that's sort of weird to say that as you know connected to a suicide, but realizing and understanding that. Um, the suicide ultimately showed me the gift that I had of being a medium. Yeah, and I, I think that is, that's really like, that's the golden nugget, you know, or one of many golden nuggets of your book. I I love the fact that you, there is, we know there's a stigma to the word suicide, right? Um, you know, and you you could have chosen to not use that word in your book, but you. I love the fact that you you want to create an opening to help others heal, and and, and you can't do that by by pretending that 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 word doesn't exist. 
So I, I really do applaud that, Stephen. And I, I, I believe that by you being that bold, it does create opening for people to sort of double, take a double look, you know, mm-hmm. and pay attention to to your story and and why the story it's meaningful so, to so many. So tell us about tell us about your story. Tell us a little bit without, of course, without telling out the whole book, but give us enough so that those who are listening. Those who may have experienced, um, you know, trauma uh, similar to that may be inspired to get your book. Well, let me just start, Elix, by by just talking about what you just said, that you... That, that, that you're very proud of me because of, of just being transparent and being open about the word suicide. And that was also, I love that you said that because that was part of why I wrote the book because the majority of my life, I haven't been transparent. I have been, you know, hidden behind masks and, um, you know, facades in that I am sure that people that know me pretty well reading this book would probably look at it like, Stephen wrote this because I I was a master at hiding how I really felt inside, and so 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 thank you for saying that, Elix, because it was really I I was all in with this book. I I knew that I had to be vulnerable from the second I started it to the second I ended it, but also after that fact in in getting it published and getting it out there i still needed to maintain that same vulnerability and not second guess oh my god you know now that it's out maybe i shouldn't have put this chapter in because it's it's really making me vulnerable it's really making me look like you know uh, you know i don't know someone who didn't care or someone who's very angry and it was all all part of that but the 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 really the the essence of the book. I mean, when you're, when you're, and I love the statistics you brought up, when you're a minor, when you're young at, like for myself at eight years old, losing a parent, regardless of how you lose a parent is so traumatic and it it, it stays with you. I think from, again, from my experience, when you lose a parent that is suicide, that, and, and, and for me anyway, in, in my journey, at eight years old, I certainly knew I was different. Uh, again, you know, I, I've even had this conversation with you. We looks about did I, mm-hmm. I? I don't know if I was if I knew I was gay at eight years old, but I knew I was different. I knew I I wasn't like in the mainstream of guys or little boys. I just knew that. So quickly after that, I had you know all already I had the essence of how does a dad do that? Like how does how does a parent like like intentionally take their life, leaving their their son and then of course right after that trailing right behind it and and merging with those feelings was oh because i i wasn't living up to what my dad thought his his boy should be that he he probably already knew that i had some like i was feminine or i i didn't like the typical things usually you know six seven eight year old boys like and that that just i took that on and it was it was it a burden doesn't even cut it. I mean, it just it, it's like what I took on um, was so heavy that ultimately I had to leave my body. Like the 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 the, the, 
The personality, you know, you got a personality and you have a soul, right? Because our souls continue after we die. The personality dies, but the souls continue. So the personality, the Stephen personality that I knew up into eight years old, which I call the pre-eight-year-old, he took off. He just had to take off. But you can't just leave the soul with, uh, without a personality. So this post-eight-year-old boy, the, the boy that all he knew was the chaos, all he realized or, or, or was exposed to was the suicide, took over and just led years and decades of, of this body's life. And it was, that's what the book explains, it was be, being led by anger, by chaos, by I will hurt you before you hurt me. I will prove to you that I'm good enough. I will do whatever I need to do to make myself feel like anyone looking at me says, wow, he, he's smart. He's this or he's that. And that was for, for decades. Yeah. You know, Stephen, I can't, we, we got to take a, another commercial break shortly, but I can't help to think that, you know, as you describe your experience as a young boy, right? Um, having experienced a father who committed suicide, I can't help but imagine that that experience may not be that different from a parent that loses a child or a spouse that loses a spouse or a friend. You, you also lost a best friend, you know, by suicide because I, I think that all of those questions apply now of course in your in your case you were an eight-year-old boy and I can't I can't get the image out of my mind like when you think of an eight-year-old boy I mean or girl an eight-year-old child they're just so they're, they're so you know naive they're so young they're so you know uh, innocent um, and for them to deal with such traumatic event is had to be really, really difficult. But let's take a let's take another commercial break, Stephen. And when we come back, um, we want to keep talking about your story um, and um, why you're writing this story. Why now? Um, and the book it's called The Suicide Gift. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host and guest. the medium. Yes, he's not only my co-host, but today he's my very special guest. He's always my amazing husband. Uh, but today we're talking about his book. His very new book, it's called The Suicide Gift. He made the Amazon best-selling um, uh, list uh, when the book was released on December 8th. Uh, so we are, you know, having an amazing conversation, Stephen. Before the break, I talked about when I was listening to you, I couldn't help but think about some of, you know, similarities between how your experience and other people, you know, who may have experienced that trauma with a spouse, with a friend, with um, another family member, a child, etc. And I know you wanted to say something about that. Go ahead. Well, there, there definitely are similarities. I think one of the differences when you have a suicide that is affecting a minor, you know, like like for myself at eight years old, when you know 
our brains are not fully developed. Mm-hmm. I, I think like maybe a good analogy is is that if if two people experience suicide, myself as an eight year old, and say an adult and an adult losing their spouse, but they're both adults. The difference sort of would be that um, the adult that lost their spouse would be a f- like, you know, you just picture a room in, in one side of the room, there is just a regular like adult, whether it's the male or female that's still here and lost their spouse, and they just need to walk across the room. So as difficult as that is mentally and, and physically, they can easily at least walk across the room. For me or for any child would be like as an eight-year-old boy being connected or experiencing suicide, it would be like a baby, a baby on one side of the, the, the room that just started walking and needs to walk across the room and that they're not only going to have, you know, like processing and like like sort of mentally processing things, but also every three steps they're going to fall. And so they're going to get battered so differently physically, mentally, unlike an adult, if that makes any sense, because that's the difference. They don't know how to, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. And, you know, regardless of who you are, like you said, the similarities, like suicide just, it tears your world apart. It just, it just does. And when you're eight years old or, you know, again, I'm just using me as the example, it, it just, it rewired me internally. It changed every part of me inside. And so what happens is when that happens, it was foreign to me. I mean, it's, it's hard enough as an eight-year-old boy to figure out because, again, your, your, your brain is, is still growing. Everything is still growing. But when then you have, like, in addition to a, a normal eight-year-old boy trying to figure it out, then you've got, oh, by the way, you little eight-year-old boy that lost your dad, hold on for a second because we're going to just also remove everything that's from now until eight that you're familiar with. And that's not a lot, but we're going to even change that and put something that you have absolutely no idea what is going on inside. Okay, you're done. Now now live. That's how, mm. it, that's how it felt. Yeah. And that makes absolutely perfect sense. You're so good with analogies because I really, I never thought of that, you know, comparing your experience to a baby who doesn't know how to walk across the room. They don't, they just don't know. Right. Um, Stephen... Writing the book, what would you say was your biggest challenge? And what was what do you what would you say is your biggest breakthrough? Well, the, the, I think the the biggest challenge was what to select to put in the book. Like I, I didn't want this to be a long book. I, I just, you know, I just wanted, I wanted to get my story out. So it's, it's, it's 150 something pages. So I wanted it. So, I mean, I just call it like an easy read. So, and because it's a, it's, it's 150 pages, I had to be, be very selective in what stories I, I put in and, and where, you know, where I wanted to go, how long did I want to sit in each sort of part of my life. So that that's a, a, a challenge. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny, because I know you know this, but when I was 
looking, you know, YouTube videos and, you know, starting a book and just doing research, you know, the kind of ironic thing was most of the stuff I I looked at said, you know, you you do, you start with the outline first. And as you know, Elix, I I normally don't do anything. You don't follow any rules. So So, there was no outline ever. No, I, I, the outline came at, when I was done with the book, the outline came. So what I did was just backed in the outline to see where I was in these chapters and broke up the chapters and which was, it, it worked for me and I'm sure you know that's what this is all about right how it works for the person person writing it so that but, was but, but, yeah, but uh, Stephen let me I do want to before you go into the breakthrough because I, I do want to ask you because you did share with me that as you were writing because you didn't have an outline so you were sort of almost like recreating your life your story yes. right were there times where you got confronted in a new way I, I think every moment of writing the book it, it was it was therapeutic it was it, it, it just yeah I mean you know it's one thing to know that those memories are in in my head and that that's how they, they've been put in the book but when you're actually you know specifically writing about an experience and you have to you have to get to that level of like reliving it that's how I can't that's how my like my angle to this or for this book was is that I want to write like I'm living it like I want to, I want to pull people back right till, right to. If I'm writing a story when I'm 17, I want to feel like I'm 17. I want to feel like I just finished the experience at 17. So it was, it, it, the the perspectives, the the levels that I felt every single every every time I wrote a piece of the book Elix, it was different and it brought me. You know, there were times that I had to stop and was I was. Emotional. I was crying, and I had to pull away from it a little bit, and you know because it was, it was it was tough. And 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 a, a part of the challenge too was I just wanted to make the book positive, and I and I, I knew that was not going to be too easy because the title suicide. There's a word suicide in there, and that was a challenge too. And and make my dad be proud of me. That's that was also a challenge in my head anyway. I just wanted to it was a nod to him and I wanted to to make sure that when this was done that that he would be proud of of what I accomplished. And yeah. the the breakthrough or throughs breakthroughs because there were so many of them was how easily it was for me to be vulnerable that was a breakthrough because, and that was all because of the work I've done. And, and so much of that was through you. I mean, you, you constantly of 30 years, Elix, have taught me things. Even when you, you don't think you're teaching me something, I'm watching you and learning or I'm yelling and, and battling with you because I don't want to hear you, but I'm still, it's still getting in me. It's, it, I'm still absorbing it somehow, some way. So all the, all of that led me to this breakthrough of, um, I, I, I don't, I, I want to be vulnerable and I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think that, you know, there's, there's a little blurb about what happened to me in law school. Like, like, you know, if this was again, 10 years ago, I would have been like, that is not going to be in this book because that would make me look like I didn't know what I was doing or not good enough or not smart enough. And I thought, no, that's, that's part of, that's part of the journey of 
an eight-year-old that experienced suicide. So that was a huge, huge breakthrough. And, and the fact that I could figure this out on my own. I mean, I had some great support, but ultimately I still had to write the book. So that, that vulnerability piece was shocked me like, eh, I'm good with it. Yeah. That was a huge breakthrough. I think as, as you talk about that experience, both the breakdown and the breakthrough, I think that's really what makes your uh, your book so relatable because I've read many of the reviews that uh, have been posted on Amazon or people who have sent you private messages, and I it's almost like a mirror of what they've experienced. You know how people simply by reading your story, they're just reconnecting to their own story, yes. and honestly, that is. <laughs> That's the essence of a, a good book. You know, your, your book, it really is about to change and inspire uh, a whole new um, group of individuals that, that really need, need it right now. Um, but you know what, Stephen? I do have another question. I actually have plenty of questions, but we do need to take another commercial break. So let's do that. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We're talking to Stephen Frederick Masek, best-selling author, The Suicide Gift. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, with me, my amazing co-host and best-selling author. Stephen the Medium. Stephen Frederick Masek. It's in the house. And we today we are talking about his brand-new, newly-released, best-selling book called The Suicide Gift. Gift. Elix, can I just interject something quickly? Sure. So you and I are listening to the commercials, you know, <laughs> on break, and there's a commercial. Now the, the station is based out of Attleboro, Attleboro, Massachusetts. I'm from Rhode Island, and there's a commercial t- talking about an event that's going to be at the Mount Pleasant uh, Library, uh, and that's where I grew up. My dad, in Rhode used Island, to bring, yeah, in Rhode Island, mind you. My yes. dad used to bring me to that Mount Pleasant Library on Academy Avenue. That's where my father grew up, and that's where I grew up. So here I am saying I want to, you know, make hopefully make my dad proud, and he just throws in a commercial like that. Yeah. So there you go. That's your validation that he's certainly proud of you, and you know why wouldn't he be? Um, so Stephen, um, recently. You received an unexpected email by a woman from New Jersey, a bereavement counselor, with a request. And um, so I want you to talk about the request and, you know, why do you think your book is a book that can be such an amazing resource for, for this library? Well, it was. I am still honored and sort of in disbelief that out of out of just a couple of days ago, out of nowhere, I did receive an email from this director from this bereavement. Um, she's a bereavement uh, um, counselor. Counselor, yes. and she is working at this bereavement center in New Jersey. And what they do is provide. They they also work with a a, a, um, a hospital, and they work with hospice patients. They give services to the families that are grieving people that they have lost, and they try to to remain like focused on education and just you know just having people informed and, and engaging with the community to, to again to to provide support. And starting in 2024, they are 
like I guess they're putting this new process together that they're doing like a featured book in the reception area so that every quarter they can change the books but the book the books can be taken by people to read as long as they want and bring it back. And her email request was, uh, would you be willing to donate some of your books so that I could have, they could have my book, The Suicide Gift, as one of those featured books? And again, I read it and, and was very emotional like I am now because it was just such an honor. And to, to answer the question, Elix, I think, you know, I, I think this book not only just because it's because I'm so vulnerable in it, it just I think it, it people that have dealt with suicide or trauma will relate to the vulnerability that it is it is not easy like it, it's it you, you just can't get someone patting you on the back saying time will help or you know I'm here for you or you'll get through it it's it's just not that easy and the book really specifically in details explains that how it threw me for a loop, loop. It was like I was shot out of a cannon, and and just didn't know where I landed. So I think that part of it, but I think also the, you know, that I'm blessed that I know I'm a medium. You know, after every chapter, I have insights, and in that the insights is a little paragraph that sort of summarizes the chapters, but give you a way to figure out what you can do to connect to spirit. And really, that is such so meaningful for people that have lost somebody. They want, like when I listen, when I do, like whether it's a private, you know, reading or a group that I just did a couple of weeks ago that was 100 plus, you know, people come up to me and it's the same question. How, Stephen, tell me how I can, how can I see the signs for my loved ones? So that's what this book really is a combination of, you know, dealing with the suicide, but yet also pulling in that that spirit side. And I think, Elix, like sort of thirdly, it really is an understanding that when you go through trauma, and I think that you get to define your trauma, nobody else gets to define that. That's something that I've, I've, I feel strongly about and, and mm-hmm. have learned. So you get to define your trauma, but just have an understanding that when you have trauma, it not only, as I talked about earlier, it changes your internal structure um, and internal wiring, it just changes everything about you. And the problem with that is, is that in, it also sort of detours you from why you're here because you're so in the grief, in the emotions that, you know, everyone, there's a reason why every one of us are here, right? We, we have, we're here because we're supposed to do something. We're supposed to learn lessons, but we all, we all have our own gifts in that it is important almost impossible to realize your gift or your passion or your path when you're in this. So that's part of the insights and part of the book is also to not only identify, hopefully identify that or, or, or give give an understanding to people reading this that, yeah, I mean, when the trauma happened, yeah, I, I complete, completely went off course, but it's also just to say, but you know what, you can, you can get through this on your own time and your own terms, and you can actually take inventory, dig through this, and then once you do, on the other side, it is bigger and brighter than you could possibly imagine. That's mm. what this is about. Yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. And, and I do believe this book is about healing. Um, so talking about all of the benefits of the book, I'm sure our listeners, those who have not yet bought the book, 
Um, where can I get the book? Where is your book available, Stephen? So you can go directly to stephenthemedium.com because the link's there, but it is currently on amazon.com and ingramspock.com. And let me just also just, which I wanted to do, because I know we're going to have her on in a subsequent show, yes. but I had um, Samantha Clock, Sam Clock, edit my book. She's on the West Coast and she has, her company is Emerald City Editing. Phenomenal. This woman was just phenomenal. And I, I love that I got to, I found her, I got to work with her. She was just not a normal editor. I mean, she, she understood the book. She understood me, which was pretty amazing. And I know, Elix, we're going to have her on so that we can chat about her. And also a shout out to Farhan Shahad or Shahid, because he did my formatting in my cover in front art, and he was phenomenal too. So, I also think you, there's one more person you should be thanking. Um, uh, Elix Sintron? No. Well, I mean, you thank me every day. I'll take oh a my thank God. you any well, day. Of course, but hello. Of course, of, of, well, that was like sort of like the the the, the climax is <laughs> Natalie Banks because Natalie is a, an established author, and I don't know what I deserve to meet her. I really don't. That this woman is is it's really I think she's just a re, re, reincarnated angel that she was up there she and is. she's here now because she is. I, I, that what she gave me with all her experience at any time, and, and she's she's got writing like three books right now. So the 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 fact that she would stop and text me, call me, and and help me was incredible. I yeah. I'm blessed. We're blessed, Elix, that we got to to, to meet Natalie and, and and have her in our lives. I love Natalie to death. Yeah, and she happens to be my friend too. So yes. she's not just <laughs> you yours. <laughs> I can claim some of that uh, myself. But one of the things um, that you and I have said about Natalie before is, you know, I, I get to talk to so many people and I, I'm always in conversations. That's my business. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of people that they talk a beautiful talk, but they don't necessarily walk the walk, you know, and uh, there are people who really talk a beautiful talk and they step into that beautiful walk Natalie is a giver. She gives authentically. She gives without expecting anything in return. And she genuinely gives, you know, expecting that her gift is going to make you successful. And that was so palpable yeah. in, 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 her, in her helping you, Stephen. I love Natalie. And, and I love that for all of you um, to learn to give in that way. That's really beautiful. Well, well so, let me just say one last yeah. thing, too. Talking about you, I've had so many people send me feedback, emails, text, messenger, about the dedication and that, what are you doing to me, Stephen? I, I, I just read the dedication and I'm in tears. And that dedication came from every every fiber of my body it's a dedication to you elix and it, i i honestly would not be here without you i wouldn't i just i wouldn't be in this place this incredible place and being able to to write this book and being the best version of me if honestly if it was not for you so i thank you is not enough and but you know you know where i'm coming from i know and i got it and i I'm I re, I'm receiving it and allowing that thank you to to land for me. Um, so thank you. 
So, Stephen, uh, just before, we only have a couple of minutes, but you do have an amazing promotion. So anyone listening that wants to have a little taste of what Stephen the Medium is and what he does, how can they get that, be part of that amazing promotion? That is a win-win. It is de- is a huge win-win. You just go to my website, stephenthemedium.com, and if you purchase a minimum of $150 gift card, you get a $50 bonus gift card back. And so when you purchase it, usually within, it's automatic. So usually within 24 hours, it will be sent back to the same email you used. So it's, you know, purchasing $150, but you're really getting a value for $200, which is a great value. And it's a holiday special. So get there and, you know, for a gift or for yourself, if you've been wanting to do something like this, um, now's your time. That's what I was going to say. They can use it for themselves so they can give it away. Yes, yes, you yes, know? yes. Again, when, when. And Stephen, uh, one other question we get asked all the time, when are you going to have a book signing and book release party? That is in the process as we speak. So, you know, you, Stay are, tuned. you are privy to know the, the backstage stuff, Elix. But as soon as I know, I will let everybody else know. Beautiful. And how can they get a hold of you? How can they connect with you? You know what? Like I mentioned just a second ago, stephenthemedium.com or Stephen the Medium across social media. Awesome. And if you're not connected with me, that's, uh, well, shame on you. You yes. should be connected with Coach Elex. So find me on co- on social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, ask Coach Elex and connect with me because this conversation is ongoing and we keep it alive. This is This is not... You know, uh, once a once a week gig. This is a daily gig for me. It's an ongoing conversation. So, Stephen, thank you for the beautiful book that you wrote, for giving that gift to so many, for sharing your story with us today so beautifully and so genuinely and authentically, and for just being that, you know, amazing part of my life and my journey for making my life be better every day. And... Um, Merry Christmas to all of you. We'll be back next week. And next week we have Stephen. Through the Static is next week. Through the Static. So please tune in and uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. Whatever you celebrate, have a wonderful and happy holiday to all. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.